3: You're listening to Just Some Podcasts, and here's your hosts, Ben and Tom.
1: Welcome, everybody, to
3: a fun and exciting
1: redo of the intro to the original episode. Uh, ben, do you want to give them a quick idea of what happened?
3: The uh, last episode, or the last time we attempted to record this episode, went so well that we decided uh, we probably need to record re-record a lot of it, so... You're going to get the first half of the show, as it was in its originality, and then we're going to jump back on during the second half and give you some good information, but we're going to throw some good clips in for you, too.
1: Yeah, you know, the original intent was to show you the effects of alcohol while and talking really. about alcohol. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, think, I think we were successful, uh, if that's one way of putting it. So I hope you guys enjoy, and uh, let's get to the episode. Welcome, 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 everybody to a fun, exciting, and special edition of Just Some Podcasts for Advanced Practitioner. The blah, blah blah for advanced practitioners. This is Tom.
3: Hey, this is Ben,
1: and we are doing a special edition on alcohol. Yes, we
3: are. And what's so special about it, Tom?
1: Well, uh, I'm. Well, we're drinking. We're drinking while we're doing the episode.
3: Yeah. So we thought, you know. Christmas, New Year's, that's times that people drink quite a bit. And so we wanted to talk about the short-term effects, long-term effects of alcohol on your body. We are uh, getting a little intoxicated.
1: Well, it's not just that. We also wanted you to be able to actually hear, you know, I mean for scientific purposes only, what happens while we're drinking and doing that. And just to let everybody know, we have Sam the Fact Checker, live casting with us and he's just as big a douchebag on chat function as he is in real life people
3: and he said take a shot every time tom says just saying i would but i would be dead
1: i would like to give a big fuck you to both of you guys and let's move forward so ben how was your week
3: well before i start how was my week i'm gonna let you know that uh, i'm gonna do a shot i'm gonna try to do a shot about every 15 minutes to see what my blood alcohol is by the end of the show Currently, because I've been drinking for the last hour, hour and a half or so, I'm currently at about a .03 per my non-regulated blood alcohol content breathalyzer. But I'm going to do a shot of some non-sponsored Jack Daniels honey Tennessee whiskey. So I'm going to do that, and I'll tell you how my week was.
1: Well, uh, since we're throwing some shout-outs to non-sponsored alcohols, I will be just doing drinks. I am not doing any shots, but I am doing a variety of different alcohols so people can hear the different effects between uh, Watershed Vodka, which is a Central Ohio local distillery, Bullet Rye Bourbon, and Maker's Mark 46 Special Edition Whiskey. So it is going to be a fantastic time. I'm going to try and keep drinking as quickly as possible to keep up with Ben, but no shots for me.
3: Yeah, good luck keeping up with me. But otherwise, you know what? My week was a great. I uh, worked a lot, and I'm having some, uh, you know, mental slowness. Apparently, uh, we have not had any flu cases here. I think we only had like one flu case. Tom, how about you? No flu cases,
1: but well, let's just say a lot of people that think they have the flu, but no flu cases. Uh, just you know, general same working this week. Just trying to get through the day, and I, I gotta be honest, it's, I've been really f- focused on, oh my god, I'm trying to read, send <laughs> the fact checker, and talk, so this is divided attention, which we're gonna talk about here in a little while, I'm obviously failing, it, it's just been, a, it's been a decent week for me, I've just been looking forward to having a dedicated purpose to be drinking, and uh, getting it done, so, there we go.
3: So, fun fact, Tom, did you know that vodka comes from the Russian word Voda, which means water?
1: I did not know that, but as a Russian-Polish background, yeah, I think I inherently knew that. I must have have known that on the inside. On the inside. You know, fun fact, um, only high school girls drink American uh, honey-flavored whiskey. So what are you taking shots of, by the way, Ben?
3: Oh, Tom! I'm going to take shots at you all night now, fucker, <laughs> including not only here but on social media.
1: Uh, well, you know what's going to be funny is Kyle the engineer's face when he has to edit this pro- this whole podcast. So, uh, and you might hear the clinking of ice cubes during uh, the podcast because I'll be drinking continuously, and uh, maybe even me going, "Hold on." While I go down and get another drink.
3: But I do want to say that we are doing this safely. We are both at home with no intentions of driving anywhere. Don't ever drink and drive. It's not good. Uh, We are both in the comfort and safety of our own homes and are drinking relatively safely.
1: (laughs) Relatively safely being the word, but he is correct. And uh, we'll get into some of the law enforcement aspects of this here in a little while, or at least – some of the uh, divided attention tests they use to determine intox- intoxication, but I will say I do not condone, nor does this podcast support anyone drinking and driving. Please be safe. Yes, we are doing this from our home. We are not going anywhere. Ben, since you said social media a little while ago, I think I know what that means. What does that mean, Ben?
3: That means they can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All at just some podcast. You can find us on the web, www.justsomepodcast.com, or email email us and tell us, uh, hey, you guys shouldn't be drinking. Uh, Email us, admin at com Tom, how else can they help the show?
1: Well, I would say the first thing they can do is, something I thought about earlier that we haven't been telling people, and maybe they didn't know, give us a review. Give us a review on Apple... Apple Yes, a good review. Uh, Please don't screw with us and give us a one just to fuck with us. Um, But, you know, a a good review, an honest review, and leave a remark. That helps out the show. Uh, Spread the word on any of the social media sites that Ben just mentioned. Also, and we have got plenty of traffic so far, but we could always use more. Please help us out. Use the affiliate link Uh, for amazon purchases on our website and that helps give a little money to the show not a lot but enough that hopefully over time we can uh, put that money back into the show and improve our uh, stuff i don't know like i can't think of the word at this minute but you know it'll help us out to help you out while you're listening to us
3: and uh sam is completely sober kyle just got up and left Kyle's like, you know what? So this may this episode may just be completely unedited and raw. Who the hell knows what's going to happen the rest of this show? Well, you know,
1: we also have an honorary, this maybe this episode only, James the Intelligence Inspector, but he couldn't figure out how to get onto the show nor get here. So big shout-out to you, James. Joke's on you, buddy. So uh, go ahead and hit me up sometime, all right?
3: Speaking of James... Tom, do you know why Ducks fly over Mississippi upside down? Because
1: there ain't nothing worth shitting on. That would be correct. Boom! Thank you very much from the peanut gallery. Now, Ben, yes. since we're having so much fun, I know you told me earlier. So, did, did, um, God damn, this is going to be a weird episode. All right. Did you tell me earlier that you have a special story to shout out, but you wouldn't tell me what it is? So let's get to the stories we missed this week before I got to get a refill on my drink.
3: So I found a, a story that you may have missed. This is actually from November 6th, and I'm pulling this off of Live Science. And, Tom, the reason I did not tell you about this story beforehand is because of what we talked about last week the uh, ICD-10 codes. Oh,
1: okay. I was going to say, because I can barely remember what I did an hour ago.
3: Well, that's the alcohol talking. So, here's the story. Scientists want to use lasers to try to guide some aliens to Earth. What could go possibly wrong with that? So they're talking about, they're wanting to do infrared lasers that are big enough to shine out into space and can be like a beacon for, hey, here we are, and uh, try to contact aliens and allow them to come to us.
1: Well, I'd say the first thing is is we're already using lasers to shoot out into space. So if that's a concern, uh, we're already doing that.
3: Well, apparently, uh, farther away from Earth, researchers found that the laser could still be used to broadcast a general kind of, hey, we're here, that would be detectable for 20,000 light years away. But I thought, you know, the reason I didn't want to tell you about this episode or this uh, story is because what ICD-10 code do you want to use? I didn't hear anything, Tom. You probably didn't hear anything
1: because I accidentally muted
3: my <laughs> mic. You dumbass.
1: <clears throat> and so the moment's the moment's over, Ben. But basically, <laughs> what I said was that I was so excited to say I was going to use the ICD-10 code for injury (laughs) from falling spacecraft, but I completely fucked that up. Like, that's balls. Like, that's done. So, I moment ruined.
3: Well, we're going to blame it on the uh, 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 alcohol.
1: (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, so people, I hope you are hearing the immediate effects of alcohol intoxication, because Ben is clearly suffering from them.
3: Yeah, I'm not the one who muted my mic.
1: Dumbass. Well, I'm just saying, stuff happens, okay? So, Ben, do you have any idea? Moving into the episode, so because I could feel us already going downhill quickly as it is. Ben, do you know how long that they know for sure that people have been making alcohol?
3: I don't. And while you tell me, it's been about 15 minutes, so I'm going to do another shot.
1: Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm almost done with my drink, but I will do it in between here. Just to give you guys a little information, a little background on alcohol, that so far scientists have showed so far positively 9,000 years ago, people in China were brewing a wine basically made out of rice, honey, and fruit. So that's the first time that we know for sure alcohol was being made. And then about 7,400 years ago, um, in the Caucasus Mountains, they started to domesticate, domesticate, oh, my God, grapes for wine. And then in the 4,000-year range, we started finding beer recipes. And then the 16th century, we have – Uh, reports from the Spanish conquistadors and people that were uh, dealing with South America and Central America, a type of beer called Chicha, I think I'm saying that correctly, maybe Chica, I don't know, Uh, but it was only brewed by women, there you go, girl power. And then the oldest continuously operated brewery was started by Benedictine monks in Germany, and it is still operating today, distilling beer, and... Fun side fact, did you know that there are certain universities, uh, prominently the most prominent one being Technical University of Munich, surprise, Germany, that has a degree in brewing beer science?
3: The whole science of brewing beer, that's kind of cool.
1: It is very cool. Shots up. There you go. Oh, look at that, people. Uh, it's almost like a work, work of art watching him drink. So, Ben, can you guess... How many drinks per hour can a person consume and still say legally sober? On average. By the way, we should preface this. Everything is, we're saying on average. Of course, there's certain cases that are going to be outliers. But on average, how many drinks per hour can the liver metabolize?
3: I'm going to say one an hour.
1: You are correct. Hey, all right. Um, Yeah. So. So, uh, fun fact also on alcohol, in May 9th, 1945, when the Nazis surrendered, the Soviets partied so hard that after 22 hours, the entire country of Russia ran out of vodka.
3: Those damn Russians, telling you what, that is some partying. Cause, I mean, that is a partying. Think how much vodka is in Russia, and they ran entirely out. That's freaking amazing.
1: So a couple things. First of all, my next drink is gonna be vodka. And second of all, in Russia and Poland, I have it on good authority. It's actually pronounced vodka. I don't know why. I don't speak Russian or Polish, but I know that's true.
3: Are you about ready for another drink, Tom?
1: I'm about ready for another drink. As a matter of fact, since I have a much longer uh trek, if, if you if you want to edit this part out, that's fine. But I'm I'm gonna go uh Get my vodka drink, okay?
3: While you go get another drink, you know, what goes great with alcohol the next day, but some good, strong coffee? Oh, like, what's your favorite coffee, Ben? Well, not necessarily my favorite coffee, because I'm not a huge coffee drinker, but Café Bustelo. EKD, why don't you tell us about it?
2: This shit is phenomenal. I went on a sushi run prior to um, getting to work while well, I'm still on my way to work. And um, I don't know if I should mix sushi and Cafe Bustelo, but I'm going to give it a shot. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure my heart rate's like 122, and I'm sitting still, people. Are your, are your ass cheeks supposed to sweat when you drink this? Um, all of a sudden, I can see amazingly clearer, and I think I smell this... I think I smell this traffic light. Phew. Damn. This may be what blow feels like. Um, I have a false sense of bravado all of a sudden. I feel like I just drank four ounces of I Wish a Motherfucker would.
1: Okay, so fun fact. After this many drinks, so far I can relatively say with safety, Tom will almost fall downstairs when he's running down there to get another drink. So there we go. So let's talk about, since... Since we brought that up and we're 19 minutes into this episode already, let's bring up some of the immediate effects of alcohol.
3: So, from some of the research that I found, and I'll jump in first here. So, looking at the blood alcohol concentrate or blood alcohol content, the BAC, from a 0.03 to a 0.12, some of the symptoms you may be experiencing you may have an improvement in mood. Hey, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Higher self confidence. You know, hey, I can get that lady from across the room less anxiety some flushing of the face a little bit of a shorter attention span like tom has some loss of fine motor coordination and some impairment of judgment so you know maybe not making the best decisions in the world at a bac of 0.13 to 0.12
1: so let's just talk about how we get to those levels so, since we already know that the liver can metabolize approximately one drink per hour, at one to two drinks per hour, your BAC should relatively be 0.05. Uh, at that stage, you're going to be relaxed, uh, inhibitions are going to be lowered, your judgment and reaction times are going to become slow. Surprise. At two to four drinks per hour, You can expect approximately a BAC BAC of 0.08, which is a legal definition of intoxication. At that level, you're going to have slower reaction times, Uh, you're going to start to feel clumsy, a decrease in motor skills, slurred speech, and you're going to have exaggerated behaviors and emotions. If you continue drinking from that point forwards, that's when you can start to expect your skin flushing, your dull perceptions, especially the effects on vision and hearing, sleepiness, dilated pupils, vomiting – oh, God, not vomiting – vomiting and shallow, irregular – (laughs) breathing.
3: So that uh, emotions aspect, so uh, that's what turns you into an asset, right? No, people, no, no, no. For some people,
1: no. Oh, for some people, I'm I'm always an asshole. That's but a- ben, uh, so so fun facts. Further is that at a BAC of .3, Now we've jumped. Now that's, it's quite a jump, people. I mean, so, well, we're talking. We're going to talk about binge drinking later, and this is that binge drinking level. Uh, when you get to that point three BAC. You have a risk of choking or falling with injury at 0.35, five. It is considered the same level as surgical anesthesia, and at point four, risk of death. So at point four, you can you they will legally think that
3: a possibility you're going to die. But we should preface that with that is like a binge drinking level. Now, if you've uh, you know pickled your liver really well over the last thirty years by drinking every day, you know because we've all seen patients in the ER that have crazy freaking ETOH levels. And it's like, how are you even standing? And they're like, I'm, I'm ready for some more. So you know, there, there's something to that as well. There is.
1: And as a when I was a police officer, we had a couple drunks that we dealt with in town. And I'll be completely honest. Yeah. I'll be completely honest. We in we dealt with him and there was a medical issue involved when the report got sent to the state his blood alcohol was well above 0.4 the state actually sent us a questionnaire about his death and we had to convince the state that he was not in fact dead that he was in fact riding a bicycle at the time of the injury because they didn't believe us they're like no anybody at 0.4 and above they're dead and this guy was not only alive he was uh, talking to us
3: so, conscious and yeah
1: that's part of what we're going to get to here in a little while is the long term effects of alcohol on your body as well as the immediate effects fun fact from Sam the fact checker during World War II bourbon distilleries were converted to produce penicillin which is also a product of fermentation I wonder why they needed so much uh, penicillin Ben syphilis Yeah, probably syphilis <laughs>
3: syphilis it's always syphilis
1: it's always syphilis so at that point since we're talking about 0.3 and above which by the way people if you are seeing a 0.3 or above uh, blood alcohol content uh, which I think is relatively close like it translates relatively close to a blood alcohol which is like would be 300 something I don't know that for sure I think that's a relative yeah uh, equation Mm -hmm. you're looking at uh, alcohol poisoning. So alcohol poisoning can present to you when the person is drinking more than five drinks per two hours and again, this is all proximate uh, can be the effect of alcohol poisoning can be seen as early as 0.15. Some of the signs and symptoms of alcohol poisoning is confusion, nausea, vomiting, um, slow, irregular breathing, cyanosis, memory loss, unconsciousness, and possibly seizures.
3: That could be bad.
1: Yeah. So so if you are a office person, you might be seeing this person the next day, but if you are one of our ER providers, these are the things that you need to be looking for, like this combination. Because if they've been drinking, that's one thing. But if they come in drinking with seizures or drinking unconscious you're looking at a completely different case and possibly need to adjust your level of care.
3: So Tom, I'm going to read one of the fun facts from Sam here. Did you know there's some positive health benefits to whiskey? Uh, Of course there is. Well, drinking a moderate amount. And I mean, you know, moderate's got very subjective. Uh, yeah. Moderate for you, maybe one drink, moderate for, uh, old old boy, maybe 400 drinks, but drinking a moderate amount of whiskey can help uh, in some studies prevent cancer, uh, can reduce your chance for strokes, heart disease. Drinking one to six glasses of whiskey over a week can lower an adult's risk of dementia, but probably not a child's. So that's good to know, Sam. So we appreciate that. Don't give whiskey to your kids. Hot toddy.
1: While I do appreciate this, we're also going to cover some facts about the long-term use of alcohol, which may negate...
3: Everything that Sam just told us. <laughs>
1: And that's one of the things in my research on alcohol is it is so all over the place. One study will tell you one and one study will tell you other. There are some concrete studies. Like the information we just gave about the immediate effects of alcohol are pretty concrete. And here in a little while, we're going to cover um, how uh, standard field sobriety testing works for police officers and why that's applicable to us. That also has been pretty grounded science. But then at the same time, there's studies where it's like, oh, you should drink one to, gla- one to two glasses a week. And then the next study says, no, that's going to kill you. So
3: it's hard to t- say sometimes. Tom, in looking at the acute effects of alcohol, what do you think your BAC needs to be to get thrown out of a bar? Oh,
1: I would say it depends on who you are. If it's you or I, I would say, honestly, ugh, point 0.1. Like, we'd have to be way past <laughs> drunk. But if you're hanging out with some guys that don't go out very often or your wife, it could be as low as, like, .04, I think. <laughs> like, they, mm, they can be bigger. Uh Sam the Fact Checker hit us up with another fact. The word whiskey comes from the Gaelic word fuck off. I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Which translates to water of life. It was later pronounced as ooski. Which then somehow, by drunk Irishmen, was turned into the word whiskey.
3: Uh, I did not realize that Fuck Off translated so well to Water in Life. Now I know.
1: Yeah, uh, like, to be completely fair to people that are listening that can't see the screen I'm looking at, he wrote it out, and it's in Gaelic. <laughs> but as far as I'm concerned, it says Fuck Off. So, I'm not reading it.
3: It's like, oh my Usage, usage bith. We're going with that. Who's the BS?
1: Yeah. Sure. You stick with that. So let's get into, uh, so something that may in fact, in some ways be useful to some of you, or maybe you've had some questions of, or maybe you've been the perceived other end of, why do standard field sobriety testing done by police officers work on people that are under the influence of alcohol? So first of all, can anybody hear me?
3: I can hear you just fine. I was uh, getting another shot ready. It's been 15 minutes.
1: Oh, okay. Let's do that first. Do your shot. Shot, 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 shot. There you go. That This shit's getting edited out, right? Okay. Oh, no. So there you go.
3: We're leaving that shit in. Remember Kyle left. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. That's good stuff right there. All
3: right. Let's do some field sobriety. Woohoo!
1: Oh, field sobriety testing, which, by the way, I am happy and semi-proud to note that at my class through the police academy, people going through the police academy could no longer drink due to my class. (laughs) They actually named the rule for no more drinking at the police academy. Like, not on the ground. You were never allowed to do that. They were not that irresponsible. But, like, on your time off, you could go into town, go out to eat, do whatever, um, they didn't care as long as someone had a designated driver and they could come back to the academy in a respectful manner. But now, you cannot drink alcohol at all at that state academy because of my class. And so, uh, there's a little part of me that's proud about that. But, one of the cool things, and I'm sure we're not the only one, we actually had live subjects that would drink alcohol and we could practice standard sobriety testing on. So, it was a pretty interesting thing to do. First of all, If you don't know, or you've never been pulled over, (laughs) or anything else that comes about that, standard field sobriety testing are the tests that a police officer will administer to you to determine your level of intoxication or impairment. Consists the standard field sobriety testing consists of only three tests. Now we can do more, but the standard three tests that are nationally certified are the horizontal gaze nystagmus, the walk and turn, and the one leg stand. Yeah, yep, yeah, that thing, yeah, that thing, you move your, your finger around. So, the horizontal gaze nystagmus, and, and Ben, I'll, I'll wait for you to ask me some questions or something here in a minute, but horizontal gaze nystagmus looks for nystagmus before maximum deviation, because we all have nystagmus at maximum deviation. That's like a normal thing. But before maximum deviation is uh, uh, symptomatic of alcohol intoxication. We're also looking for smooth tracking and at what degree or angle you start to have nystagmus. Uh, There are other drugs that can cause nystagmus. Uh, They're called the DIP drugs, which are depressants, inhalants, or PCP. And then part of the nystagmus test is uh, convergence, and marijuana can cause a lack. Of convergence. So if you have somebody that's having nystagmus, anytime they move their eyes or lack of smooth pursuit, which is what that would be called, or trouble focusing on you, it may not be alcohol by itself. It may be one of those types of drugs. The next one is the walk a turn, which everybody knows. You take a series of nine steps. You complete a small turnaround. And you go back. Uh, the one leg stand is also similar. There's a standard way of uh, giving that test. So
3: smooth pursuit. It sounds like a '90s r group. <laughs> it's kind of true, though, you know. You know like, I think pursuit. they would agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, them and High Five. They were right up there. Thank you, Sam, for the uh, the laughter in the background. But the- those are some things that. The officers are looking for that. You also. I'm not saying you're going to apply those tests, but what I'm saying is, is the patients walking into the ER. <laughs> if, the, if the patients walking into the ER and they're stumbling or they're having difficulty with balance, or while you're talking to them, they're having trouble focusing on you, that may be a, a tip as to what's going on. Just a sad fact, unlike the fun fact that Dick Face and the fact checker is giving us.
3: Oh my god, this is the best episode ever.
1: Yes. Um, 65. Death, injuries, or accidents are related to drunk drivers every hour. So more than one a minute in America. That's crazy.
3: Really? I mean, legit. Like, not fucking around serious. Yeah.
1: Not fucking around. That is legit. And so when people get mad because they get pulled over, they're at checkpoints, or, you know, officers are doing all this stuff, that's why. I have personally done death notifications for family members that have died during drunk-related accidents. It's, It's a terrible thing to be part of, and so that's why police officers do those things. But for us as advanced practitioners, the way that filters down is some of the lessons learned by those people out on the street doing this can filter down to us. So if you start seeing somebody with some of those conditions, et cetera, those are things you can say. So if, if they tell you, no, I, I haven't drank any alcohol, but they're having those symptoms, that may be something that you can clue in on.
3: So if they had the three standardized tests as a former police officer, Tom, why do they do some of the weird ones like, okay, I want you to say the alphabet backwards and shit like that that isn't necessarily standardized? Is that just to trip you up? I mean, seriously, and now this is a legit question.
1: Okay, so first of all, I don't know anybody that has ever done, I would, I have never done a test, nor have I ever met an officer that has done a test that we couldn't complete ourselves. I certainly, no matter how intoxicated, non-intoxicated, there's no way I could do the alphabet, alphabet, blah, 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 alphabet backwards. So in general, we don't ask questions like that. What we do is um, certain states, Uh, I know the state of Kansas, for one, does not accept every standardized field field sobriety test. Uh, Like, for instance, the state of Kansas does not accept horizontal gaze nystagmus as a scientifically proven test. So even though we are trained and we do that as part of our test, that is not part of our probable cause. So we do other tests so that if, like, let's say you have an ankle injury, I don't want to say, oh, he's drunk based on an ankle injury. So then I'll do a memory or some other divided attention test to try and ascertain if this person is intoxicated. One of the things you can do is just say, hey, count one to 10 by odd numbers. Any person that's old enough to operate a vehicle should be able to say those numbers. So that's another thing you could do in the ER or in your office if you think the person's under the influence is say the ABCs. You know, A-C-D? from A. Yeah, but what you do is you pick a different letter. You say, start start at the letter D and end at the letter Q.
3: D-E-F-G-H-I-G. Oh, shit. D-E-F-G-H-I-J-K-L-M-N-O-P-Q.
1: There you go. But what I'm saying is there are times when, <laughs> when they can do that. Now, the, the exception is states like uh, Arkansas or, or Oklahoma or <laughs> Mississippi. Yeah, you, you can't expect those people to do this. But what I'm saying is is in general in the rest of the United States where there's an education system, you can expect someone old enough that is operating a vehicle to be able to do those types of tests. So that's why we do those tests. Just like when you do uh, alert and orientation, you go, you know, I always added who's the president of the United States. Because that's some basic information that any reasonable person could be expected to understand. It's not a question of political party or anything. It's just saying, hey, you know who that person is. So that later on, they start talking about Ronald Reagan being the president. You know, you know, their alert and orientation has changed. Same reason we asked to do those tests. Now, since we brought that up, uh, there is another test called the preliminary breath test, which is what Ben needs to do right now, just see what he's at. All go right, go ahead. Bolt. Keep talking. I'll, I'll. Anytime you blow into that machine and you get a little tone, that's called a preliminary breath test.
3: You're second off, we got seven seconds. So down.
1: Okay, here comes the.
3: <laughs> oh
1: my god! Save the fact checkers, killing it on the chat function, people.
3: I just drank alcohol a little bit ago, but I'm at .10.
1: That's pretty. That's pretty good. Yeah, but but that's that's why we do those tests is so that we can ascertain beyond a reasonable doubt, or I shouldn't say beyond a reasonable doubt, but with probable cause that this person, it's not just an injury, it's not just that moment in time. You know, it's not like you know they're not going to try and say the road is slick and that's why they couldn't do the walk and turn. Like if you ask them to do the alphabet, which any person beyond the second grade should be able to do. If they fail that, now you have... I I could tell you right now, for for instance, I did a DUI. The guy had failed all the other tests, but part of my standard regimentation was to ask them to do the uh, alphabet from A to Z without singing it, you know, commence, starting the ABCs. This person was getting their master's degree in, like, biochemistry engineering or some shit like that, and they couldn't do the alphabet. So when we went to DUI court... They didn't have a lot of – it, you know, they didn't have a lot Uh, they didn't have a leg to stand on anymore.
3: Indefensible.
1: Indefensible. So that's why we do stuff like that. Well, so those are, those are some things that um, our advanced practitioners and PAs can – they can use, you know, real-time. is like, hey, so this is some of the things you're seeing. That's what's going on.
3: Well, before we get into the long-term effects, Tom – Let's uh, take another break for our non-sponsored Cafe Bustelo and uh, Tracy will tell us all about it.
0: I only got up enough nerve to try the Cafe Bustelo. I too am having palpitations but I feel so focused. I went to the elders of the tribal nation and it has been decided to replace the peace pipe with Cafe Bustelo after I gave them all a little sip. In our native customs, we have decided to give it a proper name. Suggestions were Dark Running Horse, or He Who Makes Us Sweat, or as previously suggested, Wish a Motherfucker Would. It'll be voted on by the elders after they stop dancing. I have seen all my patients today. With at least one hour left in the shift, I have completed all 48 charts and refill requests. Café Bostello. I wish
1: motherfucker would. Okay, everybody. So this is the second intro that we told you about at the top of the show. Uh, To be fair, from this point forward, this re-recording, Ben and I and Sam the Fact Checker are all completely stone sober. But I don't know if that's really going to help anything when we start getting into the subject matter.
3: Well, I think we should preface some of that with the fact that neither Tom nor Mm -hmm. I for probably three to four months before we recorded this show this week, have had any drop of alcohol. So it may have hit us a tad harder than normal. Oh,
1: easily. Easily have not drank in quite a while. And, yeah, I was apparently very excited to drink a large amount of alcohol. And over the course of the show, it took effect. So... What you're going to hear is Ben and I covering the original content as we meant for it to happen, and then Ben's got a little surprise.
3: Oh yeah, we're uh, I pulled some of the funny stuff out of it uh, with the help of Kyle. We uh, you know we couldn't leave it all on the cutting room floor. So uh, the good news is I have heard these thanks to Kyle, but Tom has not had the opportunity yet. So we're going to get some live reaction from Tom as we go because there's a lot of that that Tom doesn't really remember.
1: Yes, uh, Sam the Fact Checker has already started laughing when we discussed this pre-show about adding in live clips of what I said, apparently under the influence of alcohol. So this is going to be a new episode for me and everyone (laughs) listening at home. So, Ben, I'm ready when you are.
3: Why don't you jump into uh, Holiday Heart? Obviously, we've already covered... The short term acute effects. And as you'll hear in some of our clips, we will uh, demonstrate that quite well. But why don't you just go and talk about Holiday Heart?
1: Well, I like how you say we covered it (laughs) because I don't remember covering it, but I believe you, Ben. Uh, Sam, is that true? Did I cover it? Yeah, I'm getting. Uh, I think I'm going to get a thumbs up from Sam here in a second. That yes, I have covered it allegedly. So let's get into it. So one of the main things that we wanted to talk about that you may have to encounter or deal with in this holiday season, from Blackout Wednesday through New Year's Eve, and maybe a little past that, is a condition that's known as holiday heart. Um, have you heard of that, Ben?
3: Yes, I have for the second time now.
1: For, 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 for the second time now. So holiday heart syndrome was a term coined in 1978, and it can be brought about by a combination, a combination of different factors, um, stress, lack of nutrition because of the poor eating habits that we all seem to have around the holiday season, but most importantly, and the, the real crux of the problem is binge drinking. Yes. So some of the causes uh, from holiday heart syndrome can the, – the one that we need to be most aware of or the most important, I should say, is uh, it can cause heart arrhythmias. Uh, this is, The most common heart arrhythmia is AFib, but SVT is also uh, known to happen with holiday heart syndrome. It can also cause blood in the urine, which, as we talked about in our Men's Health episode, is something that we all need to be aware about. And that might be one of the later effects that you will see in an office setting post-holiday. And if it is a non-urological-related issue and it's related to this binge drinking, it should clear up on its own within a few days.
3: I'm very impressed as I've listened to the entire raw feed of the original episode. And you really covered that quite well the second time as well. Like, that was a lot of the same information you had the first time. I promise it really was.
1: <laughs> well, I guess I had my own little mini holiday heart syndrome going on. I mean, it's more like a holiday mouth or holiday brain syndrome for, for a couple hours. But that's, you know, that's what was going on. So some of the signs and symptoms, though, that your patient may report when they... Are and the onset of Holiday Heart Syndrome is uh, palpitations, shortness of breath, and dizziness. Those are the main ones that you need to be aware about. So if they start reporting those and everything else is looking good, that may be part of the reason and you're going to want to inquire on to how much alcohol they've been consuming, uh, nutrition status, dehydration status, etc. And I'm getting a lot of laughs already. Yes. So, okay. Um,
3: Sam, helping us out here with... You you experienced your own merry mouth Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's, uh, yeah.
3: I think this is a great time for one of the clips, because what had happened during this was Sam was throwing stuff at us, and one of the things that he had thrown at us was a stemmy clause instead of Santa Claus. Uh, and Tom and I found this exceptionally funny, so here is one of the first clips, Tom, from the original show.
1: This is a immediate medical emergency <laughs> The old Stemmy Clause. Thank you, Sam the Fact Checker. Stemmy Clause is going to come to town. <laughs> so, God. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, Stemmy Clause is going to come to town because alcohol. I'm trying to be professional here, assholes. All right, so Stemmy Clause is going to come to town because alcohol can affect your heart in uh, a couple different ways. Uh, it will interfere, or it can, I should say, in binge drinking situations, it can interfere with the electrical conduction pattern in your heart. It can uh, shorten your refractory period and increase uh, sympathetic activity. So those are some of the reasons that your heart is going to be doing those things. So when you're planning a treatment, those are the uh, reasons why.
3: And I and you said a lot of that is related mostly to the significant binge drinking that tends to occur around the holidays.
1: Correct, and so some of the most important things, if you are a nurse practitioner or PA in the ER setting or in acute care setting, um, IV fluids is going to be a immediate. You got to get some fluids into these people. Not necessarily a banana bag. That may be more of a long term effect of alcoholism. Uh, it, it certainly doesn't seem to hurt from anything I've read, but it's not necessarily always the first thing you want to do for. A holiday heart syndrome, but you may want to look into making sure you have cardism on hand because in 90% of the cases where they are having a heart-related issue due to holiday heart, uh, 90% of the times it was converted with cardism.
3: And if it wasn't converted with cardism, Tom, what do they do?
1: Well, then they have to have a direct intervention. And what are you No, 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 no. I know where you're going with this. Okay, mm-hmm. so why don't you just play the clip?
3: <laughs> well, at this point in the episode, the alcohol was taking effect quite well. And Tom couldn't remember what something was called. Here's the clip.
1: If they don't convert, they may need direct intervention, which can include uh, you know, the thing where you put the stuff on their heart and you pop them. Oh god Cardioversion You know A cardioversion Or A uh Cardio uh, Or uh You know We stick the f- thing Up into the heart Jesus Christ I can't think of the word. Words are hard You motherfucker! God f- I have to Record the last Half of this shit. <laughs> I'm just Thinking last I know what I'm Trying to say I can't Think of the words
3: Cardioversion Or what
1: Cardio version, or
3: um, yeah, stick
1: the your, you stick the thing in their crotch and it goes up into their heart. Stint? No, not a stent. Ablation. Jesus <clears throat> Christ. Thank you. Christ almighty.
3: We are leaving that in.
1: And I would like to point out, Drunk TMFS called that. He called the second half of the show. It's got to get <laughs> re-recorded here, people. Yes, he did. So for our cardio-related PAs or NPs or for anybody that's seeing these patients post-initial care, just realize that if they had an underlying condition prior or the binge drinking had taken effect and we're unable to convert it, that you're going to have to take other
3: means. Let's look at some of the long-term effects of alcohol use.
1: Yeah, so this is also where the... You know, they've been drinking for more than just the holiday. And if you're in the primary care setting, this might be the patient that you are going to be dealing with a lot. And it's going to affect basically every organ system they have. So starting, of course, with the liver.
3: Right. Obviously, with liver, you're going to run some risk for liver deterioration from chronic alcohol use, fatty liver. Um, You can get alcoholic hepatitis, cirrhosis, liver failure, um, which eventually is going to lead to death, of course. That seems bad. Yeah, eventually. Arthritis, it can cause swelling, joint inflammation in your brain, causes lesions and neurological problems, dementia, strokes, neuropathies. Cancer, pretty much across the board. Liver, pancreas, mouth, pharynx, larynx, esophagus, breast, colorectal. Um, Hold on. Yeah. What word was that? Would you you say? Uh, I was able to pronounce it this time, which was esophagus.
1: So since we've made fun of Tom several times, why don't we go ahead and play the one clip I do know about that Sam the Fact Checker was so quick to point out to me. Why don't we go ahead and play the esophagus clip?
3: Yeah, I uh, I was not uh, immune from the effects of alcohol, so here you go. Brain, it can cause lesions and neurological problems like dementia, stroke, and neuropathy, or acting like Tom. <laughs> Cancer can increase your risk for liver, pancreas, mouth, pharynx, larynx, esophagus. (laughs) Esophagus. (laughs) How about esophagus? Breath. Esophagus. Yeah. Esophagus.
1: Yes. So as you guys can hear, it's definitely going to impair your ability to communicate with those around you. I think what, in all of this, the studying, obviously, I shouldn't say studying, the research, in all the research, clearly the liver and pancreas are two of the bigger things that we all know about. But it's important to remember GI can cause ulcers, chronic heartburn, gastritis, and then it makes them less able to absorb vitamin B12 and thiamine, which those are the times that if you are seeing them, in a more chronic state that a banana bag for an IV fluid would be more appropriate. But remember if you got a guy or a girl coming in and they're just like constantly talking about the upset stomach and everything, maybe it's time to ask that patient about how much alcohol are they using or how often or what amount, because that is one of the chronic signs of alcohol use.
3: also going to look for some of your muscle wasting decreased, Ability to build muscles, compromise nerve function, impair your balance, memory, can cause depression, anxiety, irritability, insomnia, can cause epilepsy, and even trigger seizures. I can't even talk tonight. Seizures even in individuals with no history of epilepsy.
1: Yeah, and on the mental health side, you're going to see an increase in anxiety and depression. Their brain will actually start to shrink over time from chronic alcohol use. Uh, It's going to have a decrease in memory formation and a decrease in their ability to learn new tasks or retain that information. So this is really a, a condition that is something we have to pay attention to. And if you're not asking those good questions or getting that thorough history, it might be part of the equation that's slipping by you.
3: And there are certain screenings that you can do, like the CAGE screening to assess alcohol usage in your patients. And of course you want to recommend any alcoholics, anonymous and other forms to help them. Cause this obviously is not just uh, you know, a simple disorder just to take a pill and Cure forever type thing. It's going to be a long-standing issue with the addiction aspect of it.
1: Yeah, I I saw it just recently on sixty Minutes they were talking about addiction and Narcan, and everybody remembers that right now because that's on the forefront. But alcohol addiction has been a long-standing problem and issue in many communities across America, and I think with the onset of prescription drug and opiate abuse. It's almost kind of like fallen under the radar for a minute, or it seems to be at least in the literature and on all the news fronts. Like people remember all the you know, heroin ODs, but all the chronic issues that we suffer just as much, if not more from in total numbers from alcohol, it, it just seems to be going away. So make sure you stick with those patients and you let them know, hey, here's, here's the long term effects. This is why you're suffering it, and here's what we need to do to fix it, because it's not going to be an easy an easy task. It's going to be something that's going to require follow-up and follow-up and follow-up.
3: And one of the other things that, it, of course, can cause both acute and long-term effects are in the reproductive system. And originally, in the original episode, we found that a tad humorous given our state of intoxication.
1: Here's one of the things, guys. Uh, erectile dysfunction.
3: If the you're a guy. Bang-
1: Guess what? Yeah, guess what. It, I, uh, fun fact: Tom has two livers because he's uh, Polish, Russian, and German. Like Jesus Christ! If I have Irish in there, I am born to be an alcoholic. I'm just saying. But yeah, like
3: reproductive system problems. Hashtag whiskey dick. Yeah, there's that. <clears throat> hashtag whiskey dick. And Tom has two livers. Jesus. Christ. Damn, can I you fact check that for us? Is, does Tom in fact have? Two livers. Hold on. We're waiting for
1: an answer. Stand by. We got the standby. And for um, anyone Irish, you know, no offense was taken. And uh, all my Polish, Russian and German heritage sharing NPs and PAs out there, uh, you know, I'm right. So why are we like, you know, I don't want to get into the whole Irish stereotype thing, but it's probably true. Like, it's true. But oh goodness <laughs> sakes. What
3: is, or Sam is still calculating and <laughs> has a two delivered in fact.
1: Well, wow. that w- that would explain a lot of problems right off the bat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can we get a can we get a final thumbs up or thumbs down there, Sam? <laughs> oh oh it is not two, according to Sam. This is uh this is very accurate or not accurate, um I think precise. It's yeah. Well, yeah, it's probably accurate, but it's also extremely precise. Tom's liver is approximately 1.47 times the size of an adult liver. Is that because of fatty infiltrates, or is that just because the Polish-German-Russian
3: uh, thing? The world Sam. may never know.
1: The same, yeah, they're not going to know till the MRI or the autopsy. It's going to be one or the other, so... <laughs> uh, Sam says it doesn't matter, so that's what we're going with. Either way, people... Yeah, well two livers or not or one point four seven livers or not. You could see and hear quite clearly that uh, one night of a couple drinks is turning uh normally people Jesus Christ, I can't even talk right now. Normally
3: competent you know what? people um, into mumbling yeah. idiots.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of a of an eloquent way to put that, but there just isn't.
3: Speaking of bumbling idiots, we could oh, not gosh. get through the alcohol episode without a Tom rant. And um, as we mentioned, with the cancer risk for long-term alcohol use, it does affect like, breast. Tom took this a little hard, and then we kind of got off topic a little bit. But, you know, it was the alcohol.
1: Uh, increase your risk of cancer to your mouth, esophagus. There's a word. <laughs> Uh, throat, bowel, liver, and breast cancer. Jesus Christ, it affects titties? <laughs> yeah. God, a bad way. Yeah, I mean, is sausages? Exactly, Sam, the fact checker. I mean, there's nothing I love more than boobs. And, and hurting boobs? Like, we gotta do something about this. Like, ASAP! Alright? I mean... <laughs> I mean, seriously... Who, who doesn't love boobs? Oh, God. Not boobies. I mean...
3: Oh. You sound like the guy
2: Weird Science.
3: <sighs> what? Weird Science? Didn't you sound like the guy Weird Science. You're like, boobies. I love boobies.
1: Oh, my God. Weird Science is one of the best movies ever. i watched that movie a thousand times. It's not Top Gun. <sighs> Uh, Top Gun is basically the basis of my life decision. You know what? F*** you, Sam. I am not Chet. Alright? Oh my god. You call me Chet? She turns that motherfucker to a toe? motherfucker. Oh! You can't call me Chet? Oh, this is f- terrible. Terrible. This is a terrible. You can't call me Chet, Sam. Welcome to
3: our last episode of just a Podcast.
1: <laughs> no seriously i mean first of all who didn't want to bang kelly lebrock back True. in the day all right because like when other little boys were like girls are gross i'm like Mm-mm, not me <laughs> i thought they were hobbies. second of all wh- no you can't say post toad chet okay when you say chet everyone knows what you're talking about sam
3: Bullshit real, Tom, you sound like the guy who was all like, and then she kicked me into nuts after he got okay. Serious. Yes, D-
1: look, totally. Gary, by the way, was his name. Okay, <laughs> I I can say I'm Gary. Okay, I'm not Wyatt. Wyatt was the calm, cool guy. Yeah, I'm Wyatt. Or yeah, definitely I'm the Wyatt in this this f-ing situation. But I'm not Chet.
3: This has been an episode on how not to drink from Just Some Podcast for Advanced Practitioners.
1: Tom, your thoughts? Oh, boy. First of all, so I know there are several people in (laughs) the groups that do not appreciate my rants. There should be a large disclaimer (laughs) for them at the start of this episode to not listen. Second of all, Kyle is probably going to be working because I'm hearing the unedited version of all this. Uh, Sam, not Sam. Kyle probably is going to need Sam's help. There probably needs to be some bleeping out on this one. I mean, I, I don't mind an R rating, but I mean, we're flirting with <laughs> NC-17 at this point. I, so. I think
3: that Kyle can probably clean it up. Yeah. Okay. You might um, think of that Kelly LeBrock coming if you'd like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let's. I don't know, probably, I don't know, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that some more off the air. Um, <clears throat> so what do I think about it? I think I really like Weird Science. <laughs> yeah, and, and who
3: doesn't? It's a good movie.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and that I was very excited, and I think it is a complete dick move by Sam, To call me Chet, like he knew, he knew, he knew knew that would set me off. He knew that would set me off. That would set me off without alcohol, (laughs) and he knew while I was intoxicated that no good could come from that. So while while I was the person ultimately responsible, I really think Sam should bear some of this uh, responsibility for me doing that. I, um, I agree I still, wholeheartedly. I stand by my original assertion. I am not Chet. You're not Chet. No, I am not Chet. And that weird science is one of the best movies ever made.
3: <clears throat> now, there's one more clip, and this is this is more the story that I told, and you compared me to a famous singer at the end of it. And uh, we'll see if you have any recollection <laughs> of this. I can, I can tell by your face, you don't. Fun fact about Foley catheters, Tom. uh, When I was a tech, so we're talking years ago, I uh, was going to put in a Foley catheter on a drunk man who was passed out. Did you know that if you do not insert the Foley completely and you attempt to inflate the balloon while it's still in the urethra, you will bring a drunk man to consciousness quickly?
1: (laughs) I can only imagine uh, oh, great. the went,
3: situation. I didn't get it fully into the bladder. I started to inflate the balloon. He went, ah! I balloon <laughs> and he went back to sleep. I continued to insert the catheter into the bladder. We did great. Fun fact, yeah.
1: I, for a minute, I thought I was listening to a Prince record.
3: <laughs> you were. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, okay, well, I, I don't care who knows. Prince is one of my all-time favorite uh, recording artists.
3: No, no, I wasn't, so, I wasn't making fun of that by any means. It was, you know, a good story, and I wanted to make sure that it was in there because I that did happen one time, and I kind of feel bad.
1: No, and and I I get that, but there's a difference between doing something because it's an honest mistake and doing something malicious. And I don't believe for one second that was the case. However, it is a helpful hint to anybody listening that is not yet a nurse practitioner. I know we have some of those. If you are still a staff nurse or tech and you're listening to the show, please make sure the Foley <laughs> catheter is fully inserted before inflating the balloon.
3: And Sam, I would like to say that unlike the 90s R&B group smooth pursuit, I was not auto-tuned.
1: Wow. Wow, I would have went with T pain on that one, but I mean, you you went all the way back to smooth pursuit.
3: Well, it's in the first half of the episode. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh man. Um, oh wow. I. You know. Oh gosh. This is uh, this has been
3: something. Uh, <laughs> this is why you don't drink to access. Um, so for this episode, when we started, I was at a point oh three. By the time we finished, I had done a shot about every 15 minutes. After editing, it had been about every eight minutes because we cut a bunch of shit out of it. I ended up blowing a .11 on the breathalyzer when we finished.
1: Wow. I didn't have access to a breathalyzer. Uh, I'm not sure what... I would have registered at, but I, I feel confident I would have
3: been competitive. I, I believe you would have been too, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, <laughs> so we did try to do the uh, social media at the end of it, and you know normally we try to plug that at the beginning and the end. For this episode, I'm not going to redo the social media. I'm going to let you listen to it in all its glory, how we recorded it the drunk first time or maybe it was the best episode ever hell I don't know social media, Facebook, Instagram
1: don't judge me
3: <laughs> oh I'm judging <laughs> the podcast formerly <laughs> just a podcast uh, okay. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Twitter all <laughs> just a podcast you can find us on the web com, or you can email us and tell us hey don't do any more drunk episodes please Admin at JustinPodcast.com Not quite as good as the first time.
1: No, but it, it had its own charm. <laughs> that
3: the giggling and everything was yeah. Oh
1: gosh. Well, uh you can't say we weren't having a good time. And we were responsible. Again, I would like to point out that we did this all from the safety of our own homes. And nobody was out driving, and nobody had to operate any equipment after this. Uh, we do not condone in any way, shape, or form any sort of drunk driving or driving under the influence of any substances.
3: Absolutely no. We, yeah, like Tom said, we were at home, went nowhere. Matter of fact, I went to bed a short time later because I was, I was uh, buzzing a little bit. Um, So, you know, we don't want to poke fun of alcohol at all, but we did want to show you some of the effects of it. You know, it was a scientific experiment gone wrong. Um, Sometimes that happens. Uh, We were able to recover from it and make a really good episode. But We wanted to include some of the funnier parts that happened the first time. At the end of the episode, as we're wrapping this one up now, I was trying to wrap it up. Tom was not done having fun. He, was, he, he wanted to continue. So, Tom, here's your last little <clears throat> clip. I'm going to call this one Say Goodbye, Tom. Tom, <laughs> say goodbye.
1: Hey, um... We're going
3: ballistic math! <laughs> say bye, Tom. Tom, <laughs> say bye.
1: Um, are we going to play Xbox? Probably. Or? Say bye. Okay, um... So, <laughs> this is Tom, and for you people, for you people,
3: I got intoxicated. Yeah, you did. We did it for science. This is bad. For science? I <laughs> remember Enjoy this episode.
1: All right, bye-bye. Well, <laughs> clearly, I was having a good time.
3: We were, we were having a good time.
1: And I would like to point – oh, my gosh. And I would like to point out to the – well, down to seven listeners we're going to have left after this show that there is a lot of banter like that back and forth during the show that is edited out. So I, I probably would have thrown out something like the Xbox, uh, not normally, but under the assumption – that Kyle and Ben were going to edit that out in post. We can still edit it out. But it was just- no, 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 just, we, we did the show. And like you said, um, while alcohol itself and, and I guess maybe we should point that out. Um, the effects of alcohol is something we deal with every day and both in the ER and the office setting. But we wanted people to, you know, it's one thing to get drunk. It's another thing to have to listen to other people that are drunk. So maybe this is a uh, learning time and situation for all of us, including myself, apparently.
3: <laughs> no, we didn't play Xbox, Sam. Yeah.
1: By the way, I'd like to point that out. We did not, in fact, play any Xbox after that. I yeah, was just trying to
3: heard. get you to get off the air.
1: <laughs> well, it worked. I'm just saying.
3: Do you want to give your uh, gamer tag out to anybody who might want to add you to their Facebooks?
1: No. no. No, I don't.
3: If you do oh want that, gosh. email us, admin at com.
1: <laughs> yes, please do so. So I I had a blast. Oh, my God. Oof. I mean, I've never been known for being quiet, but God dang. We I, had a good time. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we had a, we had a good time.
3: We showed the effects of uh, alcohol. We talked about the effects of alcohol. We were able to effectively demonstrate the effects of alcohol. So, In the acute setting, yes. Yes, in the acute setting. We're not, in fact, going to do this 30 years from now and talk about the (laughs) long-term effects of that. Though
1: Sam uh, has pointed out that perhaps we should do a separate podcast, like an entire different podcast altogether, Where uh, drinking and beards are discussed, so maybe maybe this would be something we could deal deal. Oh my gosh, do on a regular basis. I I will have to send you a
3: clip. I'm not going to play it on the air, but uh, it's one where you had went to get a drink, and it was after the ablation. Yes, drunken history or drunken health class. Yeah, that was the other idea for the podcast that we had, but we had determined that we could not do that on a routine basis as. We both like our liver. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Um, Considering how graphic sometimes we are in a general sense to specifically go into a podcast poking each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably going to end up terrible. Well, it's going to be great for us, but it's going to be terrible to listen to.
3: (laughs) All right. You're able to bow on this episode again.
1: (laughs) Yes. So for a second time, while we did have a blast doing this oh gosh yeah oh listening to yourself drunk that's terrible (laughs) um while we did while we did have a blast doing this episode i truly honestly hope that somebody came away with some good information to help treat their patients or just keep in mind maybe it's something that one day they're gonna go oh yeah i remember that or i've heard that before and Maybe maybe some good can come. Oh my God! Maybe some good can come out. There of this will be podcast. A
3: good out of this podcast, um, whether it's um, hilarious stories or you know, sometimes it's those uh, funnier things that trigger in your brain ten years from now. So you know, you may have saved someone's life by getting intoxicated and recording it.
1: Yes, I am sure lots of weird science and Top Gun rants while yeah. intoxicated are uh, fundamental to patient treatment. But if they are, please, please let me know, because ooh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty rough right now, to be honest. So,
3: All right, well, next <laughs> week we are going to do a simulcast episode with Christine from Antidote Stories in Medicine. Um, she's going to be on our show. We're going to be on her show. It's going to be uh, just us kind of telling stories, and that's going to be our Christmas episode. And I'm kind of looking forward to that, Tom.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna be a great time. We've spoken to her several times off air. She seems uh, really fun, and you know, honestly, I've listened to her show a couple of times. I've always enjoyed it. Hopefully, some people from her podcast have listened to us. They like what we're doing, and this will be a this will be a good time. I think.
3: So I think if uh, we will have to preface that with her listeners to not base it solely on this episode. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I this is this is the type of episode well, to be fair, this is the type of episode either A, people are gonna be like, No, you need to listen to this episode, <laughs> or B they're gonna be like, just skip that one. I don't know which one it's going to be, but it's gonna be one of
3: those. I'll be interested to see the downloads. Is this going to be uh five downloads or five hundred downloads? Yeah.
1: Yeah, Sam, the fact checker has a point. This may not be a starter episode. If you are a uh, JSP newbie, probably don't want to start with this one.
3: <laughs> All right, well, let's get out of here for the second time. That we're sober this time, so we can both drive home. Drive home. We are oh, home. I never got. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you yeah you need to edit that shit out because now we just look like a bunch of assholes.
0: <laughs>
3: All right, well, this is Ben signing off for the second time. Have a great week. This is Tom. Everybody stay
0: safe.
2: So, I warned you guys about Bustello. I just had a cup myself, um not too long ago, and the effects are definitely kicking in. Um, I'm pretty sure that I'm in a first degree heart block, and that's okay because I like to be first at everything. I'm number one, my mom said. I feel like I can animate my own children's cartoon for my children to enjoy right now from scratch. I can do it. Just give me some number two pencils, and I'm at this. I got it. I feel like I could go outside and rotate all the tires on all the cars in this neighborhood. I don't need my glasses. I can see everything, I can see every speck of dirt that my children have left on the ground in my house. I can breathe deeper. I don't need any asthma medication. Forget you, Provento. I have Bustelo now. I feel like I could get all the charts done. I can do your charting. I can do my charting. And I can take 15 walk-ins. This isn't some Starbucks or some Dunkin' Donuts coffee um, that's got good ratings and things like that. This is some real back alley Miami Gardens coffee. This is the coffee you drink and don't ask any questions about.